Ask the Podcast Coach for March 31st, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is, that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday morning. It means it's 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And uh, this is where you get your podcast questions answered live. And I'm lucky enough to be joined by the one and only, don't be fooled by cheap imitations, wearing a giant G on his shirt today. The one and only G. It's uh, it's GM Collison. Um, nice. Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. Welcome. Uh, happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Home Gadget Geeks. I, I figured I ought to probably wear my own shirt at least once in a while. I don't know if I've ever. Hilarious because I'm wearing a school of podcasting shirt. Uh, boom. We didn't even, we didn't even coordinate it. But uh, <laughs> thanks to Addie for her help in getting us up on an Amazon store. And it sits in my drawer and I just don't wear it very much. I should probably wear it. <laughs> and you'd be glad to know I just hit record. Oh, nicely done. So I missed like the first well, 10 least, seconds. At least the YouTube <laughs> records. <for>. Uh, <laughs> We do have a question from Mike Moody, and we did find out something this morning that is really annoying. You can't copy and paste from Facebook Messenger. So, yeah, I still doubt that. I don't know, Dave. For I, me, not, when I highlight it, the minute I let go of my mouse, okay, now it, now it's working, of course. Yeah, I think it must have been something. Right. With your, oh. You must have had something else going on. You know, ah, I think I found that I, you can't highlight multiple. Is that it? That's it. I was trying to copy multiple conversations. So here's the original question. It says, hey, Dave, this is again from Mike Moody. Uh, I'm looking for an interface with four mic preamps slash inputs. We're assuming those are XLR uh, that will last and uh, is under 600 bucks. And so that's the fun. That's the fun. It's, it's almost like there's a train traveling 18 miles from Poughkeepsie going east and we want it to last. And it's like, wait, oh, wait, there's that's the criteria that makes it fun. Uh, could we recommend something or just talk about what to look for when shopping? I'm wanting to learn what a good mic preamp is and how to make sure my interface has them. The application is a podcast recording up to four people in a room. So that's what he's doing. It doesn't say it's, hmm, is, is Mike in the chat room by any chance? Because the one thing is it's in a room. It's another one. Is it in a room and it's portable kind of thing? And he's not interested in a mixer. See, that's the other question. It's it's an audio interface. So let's stick to that for now. Because you could go Zoom H6. There's four interfaces. Four inputs into the H6. Yeah. What's And what's the retail on those? That is a great question. Survey says as he goes out to... Amazon. I also have uh, audio, uh, the uh, the audio box from PreSonus. If you look up here, this is one of these. This is the two port, but they make a four port um, as well. I think um, they they make a real fancy one too. That's actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think we have eight a win- port for four hundred bucks. It's not too bad. See, there you go. Uh, the Zoom H six pack portable recorder with interchangeable microphone system and deluxe accessory bundle, which in this case is a pair of crappy headphones and a case. And a stand, uh, three eighty nine. That, yeah, that's a good. That's a good price. Yeah, you uh, could go with the Scarlet. There's the Scarlet eighteen i eight. That's a four port, and that's retailing at three forty nine. Yeah, so you're looking like you're you're in the four hundred dollar range. Yeah, and I PreSonus, the Scarlets. I'd recommend those. I mean, they're built pretty well. We we saw when we were at Podcast Movement, we saw those 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 mix pre's. 
which yeah. are really, really nice. This is a little bit, just a smidge over the budget and a little bit under what he's asking for. But that Mix Pre 3 is, uh, is three, or is, I'm sorry, a 649. So a little bit over and yeah. not quite. He wants four and this one's got three. Those were really nice. They've, they've packed a lot into that. that they have a Mix Pre 6 um, as well that I think is, is uh, more expensive. Yeah, that's the one that's like close to a thousand. Thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, they, those are those looked really, really, really nice. Um, I, I, I had some hardware envy. Yeah, if you, if you, um, I have updated my. We've talked about how I have the PreSonus AR12, which occasionally just cuts out the audio as an audio interface. As a mixer, it works great. As a recorder, it works great. It's the whole interface thing that occasionally drives me crazy. The AR8, which has four inputs is you guessed it 400 bucks it seems to be yeah the, it's almost is it like 100 bucks an xlr See, I'll have to it go must back. be uh, it's, that's a licensing fee or something <laughs> associated with the xlr input um and yeah the, and so they got some good options in there well it's interesting because there's a wow this is a deal presonus live ar8 uh so that's the four channel with mic cables and a pair of headphones okay that's why and a rockville a Rockville condenser microphone. I'm assuming that's not four, but it does give you a microphone. There's all sorts of bundles out at Amazon. Uh, so what's in a good preamp? Well, that's a great question. What you want is something that you, I guess, I would say a good preamp is one that you don't have to turn up all the way. And if you do have to turn up all the way, he said, looking at his presonus, which is just about all the way up, you don't get a lot of hiss. I cannot remember the name of it. Somebody sent me a mixer once. I remember they were made locally in Tennessee and they were really dirt cheap and they were cool and they were, they were somewhat okay made, but the, the preamp, when you turned it up, you had to turn it up like all the way. And I just remember when I wasn't talking, I could look at my zoom and see that there was enough hiss that it was actually like registering on the VU meter. And I'm like, Oh, that's not good. Cause you'll have to noise gate that out. Uh, so, and I've, I've heard that Mackie has better preamps than like a Behringer. Um, I know, was it last week, a couple weeks ago when Emily was on and she had some sort of Behringer USB interface and she was saying that she didn't really like it. And for me, it's, it's a matter of like, for me, if I, if somebody said that for 400 bucks, I'd go with a PreSonus just because I get my four channels and it's a mixer and a recorder all in one. But there are those that might say, yeah, but the, uh, what's the red box? I can never remember the name of that. Scarlet. Uh, Scarlet has better preamps and it's like, okay, so, but a Scarlet has no, you know, there's no adding base or trouble unless you're going to do it in post. But if you're going to use an audio interface, you're going to do most of your stuff in post anyways, right. to be honest. Right. Or you can, cause you're going to use software control for your mixer. Yeah. So you know, I think you're going to, you may be better off that way anyway. Yeah. Um, Dave, I like uh, using Guitar Center for some of these because yeah. you can actually go in. They carry the, well, they used to, they carry the PreSonus, they carry the Scarlet. You can go in and, and in some cases they'll have them plugged in and you can try them out. They're always good about, hey, I want to try this. They'll actually pull it out of the box for you. Yeah. At least they used to. And uh, I guess it depends on the store. But, um, and you can try them right there. So you can put a head, put a, put some headphones in, throw a mic in. And uh, see if you can get your local guitar center to do it for you. Yeah. And and the good news is you'll probably get Skip or Dude or 
<laughs> Skip. Whoever it, it guitar Brandon. Sound. Yeah. Hey, Brandon, can you open up this PreSonus for me? Who's wearing a, a bowling shirt with giant flaming it's, skulls? It's better than nerdy yeah. podcaster shirts, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dave's cracking on somebody's fashion sitting here in a school of podcasting shirt. Yeah. But hey, uh, to each zone. Yeah. So that's. Um, <laughs> Emily says Skip is a name that needs to come yeah, back. I like Skip. Because it's a name and a verb. How often can you say that? My name. Is it short for something? Was Skip short for something? I don't know. Skipperoo or Skipperoni. Would somebody I, actually I name their child Skip? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. It must have just. Maybe that's one of those names that was only a, uh, a nickname. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you watch Alex Incorporated? No. No, how's that? Are you, are you are you keeping up with it? How's it going? It's one episode out. Okay, it's the story of startup, and it's okay. It's to a certain extent much more reliant on the children than I thought, and that can really make or break a sitcom really easy because kids are either cute and great actors or they're annoying and you want to punch them in the face, or, or you know just. Uh, Two words. Uh, what was it? The kid on uh, the Brady Bunch? The, the full house effect. Well, yeah, there, but there was a uh, cousin. Who's the cousin on the Brady Bunch that just oh. came and ruined it? Oh, this is way. This is like early before my time. His, his, his name was probably Skip. Yeah, cousin Skip. Cousin. Oh, somebody will know. Chat room will know. Oliver, cousin Oliver. Oh, there it on is on the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, and uh, many say that was when the show jumped the shark because when you bring in the little and if you think about it, if there's so many sitcoms that they bring in the cute little kid like we need ratings and uh, we're out of storylines, bring in a little kid. And I think one day at a time did that. I'm really dating myself here. Um, day at a time. <laughs> yeah. Can, anyway, how do you think? But I watched like, it. Go ahead. Anyway, so I watched it. It's much less podcasting. It just so happens that it's, you know, and they're, which is true at the time when you go to your wife and say, Hey, I've got this really great paying job and I'm, I'm working for NPR more or less. And I want to quit my job and start a, my own podcast company. His wife is a saint. Uh, but it was much, it is a family comedy. That's the thing you have to kind of keep in mind. You're looking at ABC on eight P eight thirty on Wednesdays. And so it was very, to me, it was much more about his family life. I didn't expect it to be a podcasting 101. I would love, I emailed them and said, hey, if you want to get a video to go viral, have Alex explain how to subscribe to a podcast in the show and give me that clip. And I said, I will, we will, you'll have a billion podcasters going, look at this. I said, they'll never do that. But, um, but they did show like, it was kind of interesting because he did a pitch to Chris Saka. And uh, they actually had Chris Saka playing Chris Saka, which was interesting because I saw an interview with Zach. Oh, I forget his last name. Braff, Brack, something. And he was saying it was interesting because he's the director and the writer and the producer. He's kind of everything. And he was saying he had to direct Chris Saka on how to play Chris Saka better <laughs> because he understands comedy and how things right. work. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Cosby brought in a little kid at the end. Yeah, so when in doubt, bring in the little kid, and that's usually when you're like, yeah, we're done. So it'll be interesting to watch. Um, it wasn't horrible. That was the good news. It was it was just much more aw, friendly, uh, family-ish than, than I didn't expect it to be edgy either. 
but there was a lot of the storyline was about like his son is into magic and he's really worried that his son's going to get beat up because he's into magic and he looks like a nerd. Um, so that was, that was really almost, it was like 50, 50 storyline, 50, 50, him getting, starting a podcast company and 50%, his son's going to get beat up at school. I was like, all right, well, that's half the fun. It's, I mean, we heard all the podcasting stuff. Meanwhile, there's a whole family going on. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I know uh, startup re-released the first five episodes. So there, which, why wouldn't you, if people are uh, Googling it, you might as well put it out there and make it easy to find, but uh, it'll be interesting to, to see. So the, uh, the other thing, if you were trying to upload a file on Libsyn yesterday on Safari about no, somewhere between eight and 10 o'clock, and couldn't that has been fixed it was not a lipson problem it was an apple thing they they released an update overnight and it kind of broke uh safari and lipson talking together and that has since been remedied but um that was that made for a fun day of uh support when like every other ticket is i can't upload anything and nothing's happening everybody's in a panic yeah in uh, a full-fledged panic i can't get it there yeah. no one will be able to hear my podcast yeah did you just lose? Hey, you, you mentioned jumping the shark and, and, you know, I think I'm, 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 it got me wondering, like, how as podcasters, what, what kind of things can we do? You know, when, it, when you talk about Hollywood, you know, they run out of things to do. So they add a, they add a kid to it. Like, Dave, what kind of things do you think we do or we shoot ourselves in the foot? Like, you know, we get 25 or 30 episodes or a, a year or two in. And then we, you know, what kind of things do you think are out there that, what, what is our version of bringing kids on? Is it, let me give you an example. So you've been commercial free for two years and then you, so you decide one day to start doing commercials. Is that a jump the shark moment? Like, do you think, do you run the risk of changing your format enough at that point that people are like, Mm, this was good because think about it. You had two years of listeners right. and they're, they listen to you probably because they don't want to hear the commercials. Let's just be honest. Like they like that part and then you shift on them and they kind of go, Oh, well, I really like this. But now that you're now that you got an, an audible ad or, you know, something crazy in there, what well, do you think? What other kind of mistakes do you think we make? Well, that is something those lines? Oh, your, your audio. I was going to say your audio just died. I, I saw you trying to cut in on me. I'm like, Sweet, I could take advantage of this and just talk. <laughs> what uh, what are those things? And am think? I what back are, yet? Yeah, you're back. Okay, okay. yeah, because I well, at least it let me know because there was a weird little like glit, and I was like, oh, I bet that was my audio going away. I know for me, rebranding in some cases is I tried to do that to kind of like get some steam back, and I had a um, I had a custom theme song invented like that was somehow going to get me more listeners. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I redid the website and in the end I was just like, I'm, I'm out of gas on this one. So maybe that's part of it. When you start missing episodes, uh, that might be a sign that you're slowly, I don't know if it's jumping the shark is just running out of gas. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What about when you run out of content? Like, you know, you're doing this thing for five years and you just kind of like, We've talked about everything there is to be talked about, Yeah, you know, um, and, and you, you know, you just kind of, you get to that phase and you start making, uh, here's, I'm just, and these things are just kind of coming to mind. We have some potentials. We've started, well, two things on Home Gadget Geeks. One is we started talking 
in our post show, we've kind of made it exclusively crypto conversation. And that's a pretty like it or not like it kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so for the tech guys that and we, we were doing it in the show. And what's funny is I got feedback both ways. Oh, I love when you guys talk about crypto, <laughs> do more. Right. And I got some, Oh, I hate when you do that. Would you please stop? That's not a home gadget. Right. Type deal. So I got it both ways. So we moved it to the post show. Most recently we've been doing like beer and wine picks in the pre-show. And that's, again, it's not, doesn't go out through the RSS feed or anything like that. But for those folks that are coming live, that's a new thing. Like, it's just, it's like, you know, so I guess sometimes you have to get, you have to test that and see how it's going. Kim, Kim jumped in here. Kim, good to see you. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? Dave last week mentioned that lame and the other. Von Hoffer. There. Thank you. Um, Are now virtually the same. And I went to my Amazon or to my Audacity and realized that I am far behind on the update. So my question is, does the update give me the updated layman quoter or do I need to go find that separately? I would think you'd need to find it separately because that's a whole, okay. it's a whole separate thing. On Audacity? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you probably have to, they've made it easier to install. I just, I just did a new instance of Audacity, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I think if you click on that button, it directs you to where you get it from. And then that installer puts it in a um, puts it in a folder for you. So the process is a lot easier than it used to be if you've been using Audacity for f- five or six years like I have. I have been. Yeah. And I haven't updated since um, 1.9 point something. Yeah. So- the UI looks a little bit different. So, I mean, it's it, everything's okay. still in the same place. The, 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 it's more blocky and it's kind of updated for kind of the windows look and some of those things. So okay. you'll see a little bit of a difference. All right. Um, where do I find a layman coder then? No, it'll, it'll direct you to it. So yeah. if you go to the preferences, let me open up. Uh, well, plus open up. I think it's on the audacity. It is. It'll yeah, direct you, you to it. <clears throat> Yeah, if you go to uh, what is the nah, audacityteam.org is their website preferences and then libraries and it'll say MP3 library and there's a little button that says locate and it'll just it, at that point if you have it somewhere you can find it and then there's a little right below it it says lame MP3 library download and if you click on that it will take you to the audacity the, the basically the site where you need to download it. So it's super easy, Kim. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You bet that's it. You're going to let us off that easy? Uh, Today, yes. Okay. It's a a holiday weekend. It's Easter. I'm I'm going easy on you guys. (laughs) Good seeing you, Kim. Thanks. Thanks for jumping in. I will put a link to this uh, out in the chat room and in the show notes. uh, That... um, so you said that lame and Fraunhofer are basically the same. No, I didn't. I did not say that. All I was, right. I'm going to say. Let me clarify that because uh, <laughs> I did not say that. I I played a MP3 file that was exported in. Uh, I, I took a WAV file, converted it to I think 64 mono on in iTunes using Fraunhofer. Took the exact same WAV file, converted it to. 64 mono using Hindenburg, which turns out is using the layman coder. And as is uh, uh, Alphonic, which I was uh, Alphonic desktop. And so I was like, well, that's interesting because, you know, for years I've been telling people, ah, it's, you know, well, it is if you're using really stupid settings like 32 kilobits per second mono. It's horrendous. 
um, mm-hmm. as is Fraunhofer at that point. It sounds yeah. like you're underwater. So I played them back to back and went, okay, I will say that the Fraunhofer is that much better. But that's because I'm sitting in a quiet room with I'm smushing my headphones into my head. And maybe the the upper end is just a sh- and that's because I'm really listening for it. But if somebody just said, you know, if I'm in, I don't know, outside, if I'm downstairs uh, in front of a stereo, I'm probably not going to notice a difference. And that really surprised me because, I mean, we've been saying that for years. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, let's let's see if that's still true. And I was like, I was really surprised. And I didn't. I don't know that I did an example at 128, so it might be a case at 128 stereo. Maybe it's a little better, but from what I was doing, I was like, I just, I really expected to play the, the lame one and go, oh yeah, that's worse. And instead I was like, wait a minute, which which one is which again? And that's the other thing. When you export those, be sure to label them so that you know which one you're, so like all mine were like, uh, like I said, Mary had a little lamb. It's fleece was white as snow. So it was like Mary 64 mono lame, you know, and then Mary, 64 mono Fraunhoff, you know, that kind of thing. So I knew what it was. And the other one I thought was interesting and it, I guess it depends on your music. And uh, I had some people really comment on that uh, episode is I took this little jingle thing that had all these cool echoey kind of uh, spacious kind of stereo effects. And without telling anybody, it was like, well, the second one, I took that file again as a wave file, converted it to mono and just had it switch in the middle of the song. And I said, did you hear the difference? And I'd be like, I know I did not hear the difference. I'm like, so maybe stereo. Now, obviously music is always going to sound different because most of it, especially if you listen to like stuff from the sixties where they were like stereo, let's put the drums on the right and the, the voices in the left. And it was like, it was really was stupid, dumb. which was dumb. Yeah. It was really, really, but it was that like, was really dumb. Yeah. It's like, listen, Ringo's in the other room. Great. Uh, that doesn't make, okay. No, doesn't yeah. make for good listening. And so, cause I'm just, and, and that came from working at Libsyn. People are always like, well, you know, cause I'll explain that, you know, 64 mono is roughly a half a mega minute. 128 stereo is roughly a mega minute. And that's usually the two formats. I know some people use 96 mono. I actually, don't hear a whole lot of difference between 64 mono and 96 mono. But again, and that's why I always tell people, this is how you do your own test. Record yourself saying Mary had a little lamb, throw in some music if you want, and then just go to your, whatever program you're using and go export 64 mono. Boom. Label that export same file. So you're starting from the same place. And I just did that and put it into a, a file. And then I exported that file. at something ridiculous, like 192 just so it was capturing all the nuances that I could without making it uh, too silly. But I have, uh, there must be, it must be garage band. There's one, there's some program out there that has to have a default of 192 and 256, which is about 1.5 megs a minute and close to two. And you'll have people that will upload a single file. They have a 50 meg plan and they're like, how can I be out of room? I've only uploaded one file. Well, you're exporting a 256 stereo. Your file is, you know, 39 megs. And now you're trying to upload another one that's, you know, 37. I'm like, you're out of space. How can that be? And that's understood. So I kind of made that uh, that episode for that so I can point people to that. And what, what I've been doing is I have an Overcast account. One of the things I really like about Overcast is you can send a link to people at a time code. 
So I can say I actually did an episode where I talked about, and you can hear the different versions, and then send them that, and they click on it, and it goes right to that thing where I'm like, here's what 64 sounds like. Here's what 128 sounds like. So that's basically what was based on. I I, I got tired of telling sure. people to export and vote with your ears. I'm like, well, I'm just going to do that for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, I always felt like lame felt squishy to me. Like the just wasn't as crisp and clear and, and, and I haven't done a side by side test in a long time. Um, I'm using the, um, I'm using the web version of Auphonic and uh, that's just, that's just nails. Like I, I don't, I don't know why I ever did anything else. Like <laughs> it's so nails, you upload it, boom, it's done. If you're doing a lot, you probably want to buy the desktop version. Um, and that sometimes in the post show work, um, you know, we'll, I'll run it. I'll just run it through audacity's lame. I don't care. You know, it's fine. It's good enough. Yeah. But yeah, I just felt, I always felt lame was a little squishy. I remember, man, it was like six years ago. We used to argue about this stuff a lot. Well, and, and there was, and back there then, was so I, adamant. Like you cannot use lame. <laughs> like, are you crazy? One of them who used to be a regular contributor here on the show, who was very adamant that lame was not, yeah. was not what you could use. Yeah, and I really expected, because I remember, like, again, 2007-ish, comparing them and going, oh, yeah, there's a there's a difference. And so somewhere over the last 10 years, Lame has got their act together. And I've always wondered now if, now that Fraunhofer is... Not protected, is yeah, I think what we're supposed to say. Yeah, that why other companies just don't integrate it. But on the other hand, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And... Who knows? I need to ask uh, the next time I see the guy from Hindenburg. He's uh, he's awesome. The The main engineer there is at the trade shows. And now he hates MP3s, period. He thinks we should all be using Aug Vorbis. Yep. And he's like, it's so much better. And But why do you keep telling people to use MP3s? And I'm like, because it's compatible with all the players out there. I do think the podcasting industry is going to need to change at some point. I, I don't, I, I can't see us being long-term MP3. I think that's, there's so many better audio formats that have come along and yeah, they're a lot, they're a little bit bigger. Um, they don't compress as well. They're getting better at that, but right. they don't compress as well, but the audio quality is so much better. And bandwidth is not the issue it used to be. It still is an issue. Don't get me wrong. It is an issue. And there are some spots where it's capped. I'm capped now. I used to, when I used to say this on my tech show all the time, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, bandwidth doesn't matter because I got, and my Australian friends or friends in the UK would remind me that, hey, we're capped over here. Like you, you, you can't just say those kinds of things. And now that I've been imposed on a one terabyte cap, I have to start thinking about being judicious about everything I do has big files associated with it. So I have to think judiciously about my space, but from a podcaster's perspective, I do think the industry as a whole needs to rethink its MP3 stance because we're the last ones. Like we, we are the, we're the last group of people to be using MP3 day. There's really no other professional music right. or spoken word group that is still using MP3 in this format. Yeah. I'm waiting to see if I'm going to get a data cap because it, it dawned on me that I I've switched to Hulu. We've talked about that. And but I still have my very 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 basic cable. I need to call them up and cut. It. And I notice I do not have a data cap. And I will not be surprised if when I cut the cable, they take my internet and put a cap on it. Because I'll be interested. I just they seem to get you coming and going. Question here in the chat room: 
Illiquity says, when you're interviewing people at an expo or a conference, does it make a difference between regular quality or high quality MP3? My advice is when you're recording, always record in WAV format or um, if you're on a Mac, AAC. If you're using a portable recorder, it's always you want to record in the best format you can because you want to capture, you know, um, if we go back to the, remember the days when you would rate cameras in megapixels? You know, it was like, this is a three megapixel. And the more megapixels, it seemed like it was the better the picture. Well, same thing. The the better the quality you you capture, A, it's just, that's what you're starting with. So if you're starting with a low-grade MP3, and now you're going to edit it, and then when you export it again, it's going to get compressed again. Now you're compressing something that's already compressed, and you have a chance of things not sounding great. So I always try to record in the best format I can, knowing that especially with wave files, they take up a huge amount of room. So that's why I have like the biggest, I look at my recorder, I get the biggest little SD card I can. And then usually at a conference, uh, one of the things I do at night is I will try it with whatever I have to get the files off that SD card and throw them in the cloud. So I can then take them off the card and I'm ready for, for day two. Jim, you do a lot of uh, uh, recording on the road. Um, yeah. In, in the, there's a question in the chat room about that, uh, recording and, and, and the quality. I think you record in the best quality you absolutely can every single time. So when you're recording, get as high quality as you can. It doesn't matter how big the files are. Uh, now that's, th- that would differ if you're trying to do it on a small voice recorder or something like that where your storage is limited, but always record best possible quality. It's always easier to downgrade. You can never upgrade. Like you can't take, Right. lower quality audio and make it well yeah, okay you there's tricks you can do to try and make it sound better but it's really really difficult right so regardless of the setting regardless of whether you're in a conference or outdoors or you're in your studio always record with the greatest quality you can afford or get your hands on or that the equipment will handle then and then save that i that's that's for me that's the golden recording cuz from that, you can do so many more things with the audio if you need to. It's a lot easier to fix bad audio if it's got all the bits in it than if you're trying, like you said, if you have an MP3 and it's already been compressed and the, the two spectrums have been cut off of it, it's really hard for software to fix that if it's in an MP3 so or whatever, lower even, even in lower quality. So I always say get the highest quality you can. Um, Mike Howard, who's in the chat room, he and I, back when we started podcasting, you know, we keep multiple versions of our audio and I even keep multiple versions of my video. So I keep the raw boom. I always keep that unedited raw. It's, it stays with me. Right. And then I'll scrunch that down to a smaller version on the, for the video side that I upload to YouTube. I keep that one. And then I'm going to use handbrake and I'm going to convert it to a small and a large format for my listeners who watch video via RSS, right. For, for through a player. Audio is the same way. Download the uh, download the raw version from YouTube. Strip out the audio. I keep that in an in an AIFS you know AIFF lossless Apple lossless format. That's what I chose to do. Then I keep my MP3 versions as I make them. So yeah, you're keeping four versions, and it's a little bit of space to keep it done. But record in the highest possible quality that you can to start with every time. Yeah, and I always keep the raw version. Sort of for some reason. I screw things up. I can always go back to where I started. I will be angry and upset because I just screwed something up and accidentally deleted half the interview or something like that. But I always keep that 
raw one that if I want to, I can always go back and start from that. And then once it's done and it's published for me, I delete everything in between. I keep the raw one so I can always go back to square one and I keep the finished one, but all the edited versions, like I'll have, like if I have a, a interview that's done in stereo where I'm in one side and they're in the other, so I can mute things, I will keep that. And then maybe I, I later save that to edited mono. Okay. Well, I don't really need the stereo version anymore because I have the raw version. So I'll get rid of the stereo version. And in the end, it's, it's kind of like when people worry about their storage with their media host and they look at their pictures, your picture takes up this much room and you're, you have this much space. And so same thing, an MP3 file versus a WAV file is going to take up just a little bit of uh, room. I forget who said in the uh, chat room, they asked about M4A files. That's uh, Ross. Ross did. And I always thought that, I think, I'm not positive this, I think Apple invented M4A. And the one place it doesn't play is on your, I, I call this the iTunes listing, kind of that web-based version of iTunes. You can click on play and it just spins forever. So M4A is not a great format. But uh, it will play in most cases, right? M4A will play. I think if you if you subscribe to the show and go to the desktop version, yeah, it'll play there. And I believe it plays in the podcast app, but it does not play. Like if you do a search and you get that web-based version, it's like, yeah, that's not going to work, which I just think is hilarious because M4A, I think, was invented by, like I know um, for a while, yeah, because that's the one that has chapters in it. And Apple invented chapters and then later quit supporting them, which I thought was hilarious. It's like, thanks, Apple. Another question from the uh, chat room. What's a good, easy to easy to use World WordPress child theme for podcasters? The the theme that I'm really liking right now, it's not a child theme. Um, if you go to Ask the Podcast Coach at the bottom, you'll see where it says Generate Press, which is not my affiliate link now that I looked at it. If you go to Ask the Pod, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Generate Press, I love it, especially if you have multiple websites because uh, it's dirt cheap. It's like, I think it's $39 a year for unlimited websites. And what I like about it is I can say, I need the ability to change my colors or to do this. So you can kind of go in and pick what features you want and what features you don't want. You don't turn on. So it doesn't clutter up your interface and they have a free version if you want to, uh, to play with it, but it's super simple. It's one of those where, again, where I was like, I don't need, and I like Divi too, for the record. But I just like this because it was like, I just need my website to do this, that, that, and that. I don't need it to do the special. My favorite thing now is you go to a website and everybody has the thing where they'll have numbers and they'll have this circle that starts to fill in. You know, it's like 98% of people love my podcast, uh, 417 positive reviews. And then you see these circles spinning and I'm like, that's a cool effect, but I'm like, I, I can live without that. And I'm sure there's a plugin I could find to, uh, to make that. But, uh, that's what I've been. Jim, do you have any favorite themes in WordPress? You know, I've used one theme for six years. Forever. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, it's not, I don't even, I don't do parent child. I don't, I, it, I just lay down the theme and keep it. I keep it pretty simple, Dave, to be honest. And I've even it, with my themes in the past, I try to make very few changes as possible. So um, it's, if you head out to the average guy.tv, I think it's called Meso. <laughs> you know, I should know the name of this thing. <laughs> if I've used it. So uh, Meso, Meso Columns, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Meso Column. Um, and it's, 
it I don't even think there's a paid version of it anymore. I just continue to use it. I, it doesn't get very many updates, but it allows me to do multiple because I have multiple podcasts. It allows me to do multiple columns and podcasts, and then those columns can be defined by the number of posts. So they have, if I have three, that kind of restricts the size. And so I can create a newspaper-like format for podcasts uh, in, in general. So I could, on the fly, add more podcasts and move them around or whatever. And so it handles, po- I think, I think it handles podcasting really well. The one drawback is I can't get a player on the front page using that format. It won't display the player. Hmm. So I put a video jukebox or I've put an audio jukebox on it in case people come to the site. I've given them something to click. The ideal place would be where it would be on the front page. The theme won't let me do. You have to click in one to get to the player. So that's the one major drawback there. I'm, I imagine I could probably hack that if I found somebody who knew, um, you know, who knew the code to be able to do that. But no, I'm I I like my format, so I don't mess around very much with uh, WordPress themes. Well, I uh, I was looking at Jim Harold's site, jimharold.com. He's a guy all about paranormal stuff, and I go down. There's nothing at the bottom of his site that shows what the theme is, and so this is a fun little tool if you ever wonder. Um, WP Theme Detector, and I'm going to put in jimharold.com. And this could blow up in my face. So the joys of live. Uh, but nice podcasting with you, Dave. We'll see yeah. you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's thinking about it. It's processing. But it also lets you know what plugins they're using, which is kind of cool. I've always wondered, like, how they do this security-wise. But I guess it's, you know, there's some sort of code they can look at. It's still processing. Because if somebody has a custom theme, if they had somebody really customize it. Nope, he's using the new pro theme from Studio Press which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash studio press. And this is one of the top 100 WordPress themes. Its current position is number 53 as of March 31st, 2018. This theme has been detected on 0.12 of our searches. Five out of every 10,000 sites we analyze use the news pros theme. Um, so he's using Genesis, the Genesis framework. Uh, he also uses Genesis tabs, Google Analytics, and I think that's it. Yeah. So if you ever see somebody's theme, you're like, oh man, I wonder what they're using. WP theme detector is a pretty handy uh, little tool to have in your back pocket. Kim's breakfast is going to burn. You should probably read the, uh, our awesome subscribers. Our awesome subscribers. All right. Our awesome subscribers next month. We'll read everybody that will be next week. Uh, but of course uh, we have uh, Greg from debt we have Jonathan Bloom from – oh, I have a, a uh, update on this, by the way. Jonathan is from weeklyawesome.com. Uh, the one and only Glenn the Geek Hebert from horseradionetwork.com. Uh, Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com. Max Trescott from aviationnewstalk.com. And Shane from Spybrary. But I need to fix Doug from beco- – last week I said becoming limitless – his show is Become Limitless, and he's at becomelimitless.org. And it's an interesting podcast. I actually subscribe to it on the Apple Podcast app because he's using the um, series format. And Doug wants to lift 1,000 pounds, like 300 bench press, 400 deadlift, and 8 million squat. Kind of, And I just it just made me hurt just thinking about it. But uh, he was very polite and said, hey, just so you know, it's not becoming limitless. It's become 
limitless. become limitless because details matter. I'm going to, Dave, I'm turning 50 here in May. Oh, and, boy. Uh, so for my 50th, uh, around my 50th birthday, I'm going to do, because I'm, it's a, so it's a five theme month for me. It happens to be the fifth month, right? So it's five and 50 and I'm doing all these halves of things. It's going to be kind of fun. But one of the things I'm going to do, he talked about, uh, uh, doing, um, a thousand pounds. I'm going to do 500 pushups, uh, one day on, during my 50, 50th birthday month. A, so, a, in one sitting? No, heck no. I was going to be like, that will kill you. It's like, no, that's I'll do them in an hour and some change. So it, uh, Ouch. It, that makes it my also, boobs hurt just thinking about it. Uh, I'm going to combine it with a five mile walk. I want to, okay. I wanted to run, but I have a calf tear at the moment. And it's not feeling good. So, uh, so I'm going to do a five mile walk and every quarter I'm going to do 25 push ups. So that'll give me 500 push ups, five miles. Again, you know, all these fives for 50. I'm trying to celebrate 50 with health. So I've been doing these. There you go. When's your birthday? Uh, May 26th. It'll be a Saturday. It'll actually, we'll be here. Well, there you go. Yeah, that'll be fun. Awesome. So I'm, I applaud Doug for being healthy. We, we need to, as we get older, it's easy to, and and you've been, you know, you've been wrestling with this yourself as you've been trying to just get more activity and that final 10 pounds and all those things that we do. It's hard. It's hard work. It is. And I've been, uh, the one tool as we turn into a health show, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, we can do anything we want. This is Ask the Podcast Coach. <laughs> no, I bought, I, I used to have a total gym. I had it in my sister's basement and I could not get the smell of my sister's basement out of the thing. And so I happened to walk into Played Against Sports and there was one normally like three, 350 for 130 bucks. And I'm like, so, and it was like brand new. I was like, sold. So that is now, now the fun thing is I have to get rid of my, I bought a manual treadmill. So there's no motor and the whole thing is it's quieter and it's, it's actually more, you know, it'll burn more calories cause you're not, you know, you're actually making it go. I hate it. I don't know. I can't explain why I just, I do not like it. I like motorized treadmills and so it's got to go. And then the total gym will take its place. Um, somebody at, yeah, somebody, and, and Ross has already answered them. Yeah. I'm not using a BP 40. I'm using an RE three twenty, and I don't know why I got to, reposition my mic i keep hearing plosives in my head today you know you you, dave you talk about let's go back to the fitness conversation for a second because i think it does relate to podcasting or let me oh it does let me force it to relate to podcasting no as podcasters we do a lot of sitting right uh you're sitting i'm sitting uh we've moved to a more of a stand-up um you know culture where stand-up desks are getting more popular and people are standing but it changes your posture in podcasting and so I, if you're a podcaster and you're considering standing, which, by the way, is awesome. I think you should. When I move, I'm moving here in the next year or so. The next studio will be a stand-up studio. So it's going to be one of those where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of stand. But um, you, you just be aware your posture changes. And you have, you're going to have a little bit less endurance, too. It's stand for two hours. Like, we're here for two hours. That's You and I do this for two hours, whether we like it or not. Stand for two hours is a lot different than sitting for two hours on your body. And what you start to do is shift, you know, when you're standing, right? You start shifting around. That's different visually. So just be aware um, as you go to these standing modes, it's a little bit different. But no, uh, podcasting and weight loss are very much similar because they both are, you have to focus on them daily. If you want to grow your audience, you have to be consistent and you have to be dedicated because I'm amazed at, I can lose two pounds over a couple weeks and wipe those out in one day. 
just just one uh, you know what screw it i'm going to mcdonald's i've I've been a good boy i deserve it whatever you're gonna Uh, tell yourself (laughs) i deserve it and then you step on the scale and you're like wait it was just it was only a big mac how can that yeah so it's it is one of those things i think about that because especially the older you get man weight loss is it's, it's hard. It's just, a, it's hard. Yeah. Deserving is the death of all things. Like that's this, you know, we, we justify that like, Oh, I deserve this thing. And yeah, no, you really don't. And I, you know, uh, <laughs> you don't. Well, it's funny because do I was testing the Vox nest formerly known as Spreaker yeah. dynamo. And I put it on weekly web tools. Cause that show is pretty much dead. I, I actually did a see by last episode and I put out another episode just to see what would happen. And that was interesting because I used to get, I don't know, somewhere between three and 400 downloads an episode. And after my see you by uh, 51, which I, I, I'm not upset. I told everybody, I don't think I'm coming back. If I do, I will let you know. I will only come back if I find something cool to talk about. And I did, but it was interesting to see. Uh, I need to figure out how long I've been gone. I think it's like seven months. Mm. And I know I, again, I'm not, upset i totally i expected to have zero i was actually surprised that that many people the interesting thing is over the days um because that goes into your whole back catalog you put in a redirect with that and i have yet to get a single ad i need in fact i'm going to email rob and go did i do this right because all you do is you can contact libsyn or or you can put it into PowerPress. it's a redirect so basically it goes over to voxner and this is the part I don't get. This is the part I'm really confused on because in theory I can put where the ad comes in, in the middle. I'm saying pre-roll and post-roll, but I can also put one in the middle. And so I get it. Listener comes over and hits your feed. The feed says, Hey, go to Vox Nest first. If it plays a file from them, how is it ever going to get to my lips? It's apparently not playing my lips and file. So my question is, is that going to count as a download in my Libsyn stats? That's the part I'm confused on because I, I don't see that making the trip because normally it, it goes like with the uh, pod track. A lot of people put the pod track thing in. Why? I don't know because there's nothing you can get from pod track that you can't get from Libsyn or Blueberry, but whatever. And it goes to pod track. Pod track sends it to the Libsyn file. The Libsyn file then gets counted as a download. I don't see how the Dynamo thing works. That's the part that I'm like. Hmm. But I, I am interested because I, I've sent them close to a thousand downloads now and I haven't had a single ad. Yeah. It sounds like something's wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds like something's wrong on that. Cause I know uh, uh, when I was using the, the dynamic ads on Spreaker, I wasn't getting, you know, every episode didn't have an ad, but eventually I would, you know, I haven't looked, but I think I was up to like $8 after, you know, six months or something like that of getting my point oh oh two cents per download. So I'll have to check that out. And- I, I like what Spreaker's doing there. Um, I, you know, I, I made a prediction at the beginning of the year that there would be a company that would figure out how to do advertising right. And it's kind of still messy because, you know, they got Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio and now in VoxNet. And they've got some things to work out, right? They, they've got some work to do over there. One, if you want to follow that, you should be listening to Spreaker Live Show. Um, and then two, cause uh, Rob talks about that on there. You got to kind of get through some of the other content, but he, he is, he has been talking about that quite a bit on there, but two, I really like where they're going with ad insertion and the way they're doing it and the way they're separating it. I love the concept that for some platforms, they've created a separate feed 
And that's really confusing for, as I hear from Rob, that's very confusing for some podcasters because like, wait, a different feed? Well, yeah, if we're going to send a feed over to Spotify, it can't have ads in it. So they, you, uh. they're taking your file and then they're basically not applying anything to it and pushing it over to Spotify, right? That's part of the terms. That seems weird, but it's great. That's what they should be doing. They're taking care of you. It's a different feed. Yes, it's not your RSS feed that's going over there. It's a separate feed that's going to Spotify, but it's required for Spotify to be able to be a part of it. So um, I love what they're doing. I think if you're interested in advertising, you got to pay attention to what's happening at, at Spreaker slash FoxNet right now. And I think over the next year, it's all, it's all beta form. They're all trying a bunch of different things out. I think they're going to get it right. And so I think by the end of the year, well, it will be way better than it is now. That dev team at Spreaker moves really fast. I mean, that's some of the that there's some of the quickest development. And I know Lipson and Blueberry move fast too, not not, but Spreaker moves really, really fast. And so these guys are focused on advertising and they're getting it. I think they're gonna get it. Well, that's, I, that's the exciting thing. I know Todd has hinted that he's coming out with some sort of dynamic ad tool, which yeah. you know, so I think but, you know, and that's what should happen, right? This right. should spur everybody on to be like, okay, where are we going to get the best version? I just think Spreaker's got to jump on everybody. And uh, we've been talking about ad insertion forever, and there's been some naysayers in the business like that'll never work, yeah. and this isn't going to, this isn't really what people want. And well, guess what? I think it's actually going to be what people want in the future, and um, and I think Spreaker's going to probably get it right. Yeah, they've uh, they're the first person that has it like dynamo is free so it's almost free hosting in a way um where libsyn has had ad insertion since really since 2005 yeah 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 but that's libsyn pro and that's a whole different pay frame it's not the 20 dollars a month forever it's you pay a, a monthly fee and then you actually pay for your bandwidth because when you start when you change out an ad and you have to go back and restitch it to 300 episodes, that's not a $15 a month kind of <laughs> kind of thing. That's a little more yeah. server time. Yeah. And uh, then folks are willing to pay for. What yeah. The- there's, there's a lot of technology behind it. We're in exciting times for advertising. I, I think it's uh, 2018 and 2019 are going to be some really, really good years. If you've given up on advertising and you want to pay attention to it, now would be the time to re-engage. I think there's going to be some really good things coming. Yeah, I'll be interested. I just because I just want to see if I'm still getting point oh 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 two cents a download. That's what yeah. I wanted to see, which I'm assuming it is. I I don't know where anything has changed, but I think the big thing we need is just advertisers at this point. If that's if there's not something wrong with my because I actually went back. I did like the fact that I could say I don't want this type of thing, and I don't want like under health. They had like all sorts of different things. I'm like I don't need this. I don't need that. So I actually went back and said, give me everything. Just, I just want to see an ad, you know, and I want to see how much I get paid for it. And I still haven't got any. So I'll have to email Rob and go, cause there isn't much to it. You have a redirect. You ask your host to do that. So like Podbean doesn't do redirects, which I thought was really interesting, but their answer is, Hey, we have sponsors. We have our own sponsors. We don't need, you know, so I, I kind of get that. Uh, but I just thought it was odd that I haven't had one yet. So I'll have to email Rob or somebody like that. Um, and that's the other thing I thought was interesting. Somebody who, uh, Craig in the, the chat room, Todd's been a naysayer since the beginning. So if Blueberry gets on board, that says something. Yeah. Cause I, I'm with Todd. I'm like, I don't think at least at this point with such a low 
payment and it's it's not niche it's it's progressive it's home depot you know the the money isn't there for the average 400 downloads an episode podcaster kind of person it just doesn't seem to make sense so well, well but but as the market is the podcast it's the podcasting market consolidates and it will i think we're in that boom still where everybody's doing it and there's a ton of podcasts and it the the market will thin out if you're a podcaster now and you're you know you're a little bit stressed because your numbers aren't there. If you can hang on and really create some great content, people are going to start dropping. We, we, I think we're already starting to see some of the signs of that in the total numbers. Podcasting is just a hard thing to do and it's super sexy right now. So everybody wants to do it. It will eventually lose that steam and momentum and then the market will consolidate. It happens in every single market. This is not a, this is a universal thing that happens all the time and the market will consolidate and the bigger podcasts will get bigger and everybody else will drop out. And so when they do that, by the way, you'll pick up people who are listening to other things because they, they want to continue to listen. They just don't have anything to listen to because your podcast quit. And so I think we'll get to a spot. If you can get some of those kinds of numbers, it will make sense for that kind of advertising um, to kick in. Like, I don't think anybody's still getting it right, Dave. It's a hard, it is a really hard thing to do this kind of, if you want to be in this kind of space with this kind of advertising. But um, we're making we're, we're making good steps. I think we're getting closer. Nothing more fun than having your own words quoted back to you. Uh, Ross in the chat room said, you said this in November for my 2018 predictions. 2018 is the year someone figures out how to get monetization right for the SMB slash hobby podcaster slash live streamer like Google dominated in the ad space in the early 2000s. This company will grow to dominate this segment. Yeah, I did say that, that's, and I still believe it. Dun dun dun. <laughs> that's an easy prediction. That's not. That's not that. That's not Nostradamus, uh in there. But I, I do think we'll see some. We're making some good progress, and I think Spreaker's making some, or Boxnet is making some noise in this space. You weren't so talking I, about Anchor. <laughs> no. Well, they, they were my number two choice. Right. Anchor. Anchor was my number two choice. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. Ross, thanks for looking at it. Ross does every year. Ross does a really nice job of getting predictions from, I don't know, Ross, 80, 100 podcasters uh, around. He he kind of does that and puts that together for some year end work. So Ross is uh, Ross is really good at really helping us advertise and push live streaming forward is a format that would work for a lot of people. So Ross works harder than any other podcaster I know to be on. No, no offense, Dave, but <laughs> Ross is out there working it all the time. So thanks for your work, Ross. I appreciate it. The hardest working man in podcasting. He, he's that guy, that guy knows how to use social media, man. He, if you want to, if you're a podcaster and you kind of want to see how to optimize it, you know, who, uh, Ross is your, what, you should be watching what Ross is doing. He's doing a lot of great work. Harry Durant also mm. amazing at this. He posts and reposts and brings it back. And I mean, he is, he, if you want to see a model for how you should advertise on Twitter or on Facebook or in the social channels, you got to, you got to follow Harry. Harry's doing some great work. Um, I, I, we, we have a lot, we could have, we can learn a lot from Harry. Well, we can talk about Twitter in the post show. That's a whole other ball of worms now where you can't repost like things like tweet jukebox. I'm like, I guess I'll cancel my subscription. No, 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 don't don't. There's some ways around it. Okay. But, but cool. we can talk about it in the post show. But uh, yeah, I want to thanks to the, uh, the chat room. Thanks for everybody for showing up. We're here every 
Saturday morning at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, and I'm laughing because I've somehow got into a screen that I can't see how much there is, how much time is left on the music. I'm like, wait a minute, I need to know when can't we get done. Can't you tell? We've played this music so much, Dave. Can't no, you tell it by the music? The but, uh, Jim, what's coming up? You have... 48 seconds to tell me, actually 30 seconds to tell me what's coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv. Nice. We'll do it really fast. We just got done with another crypto show. I know that's a huge surprise, but we talked about uh, some really cool stuff besides the currency side of it. So that, and next week, our big barbecue, spring barbecue show. Is nice. So if you're into barbecue tech gear, you want to join us, TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. And at the School of Podcasting, we're going to be talking about ego and staying in your lane. Uh with uh, Eric K. Johnson will be popping in on that one. But uh, we're here every Saturday. Stick around for some post-show every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon. 